Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia. A lovely, frosty Wednesday morning. Chav um, Kislev, perhaps? Hanukkah's right around the corner. 20th of Kislev, November 20-something. 28th? Really? Tonight is the 28th? No, it's the 24th. What do you mean it's Hanukkah? It's the 28th. Okay. I threw Levi Yitzchak off. We have special guests this with us this morning. Uh, long-time listener, semi-occasional, in-person um, attendee, Levi Yitzchak, with uh, a name so um, consonantized, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but Levi Yitzchak, that's all we need to know. Thank you very much. Uh, lovely having you here, and um, shout-out to all of us, those out there in the Zoom space and WhatsApp land. Let's continue with Derek Hashem, though. Um Per Gimel. And at this point, we finally get into the Olam Hanashamas. We see they've even entitled this paragraph, and they give it a small little subtitle, Olam Hanashamas. I, I generally, I don't read these titles as we go through their Hashem. I do read, I generally, I try to say aloud the title of the the Prakim, but the, uh, we see they call them the Kaisris, the little... Uh, you know, titles, the subjects, the subjects of each paragraph, which most of these have, um, the, the um, historians, um, Taina, that's not from the Ramchal himself, these little titles, whereas the ones in the beginning of each parak are from the Ramchal, these are not from the Ramchal, they weren't in the first edition of their Hashem, that came later. So, you know, that's why we, we usually just gloss over them. But, you know, we do see it is entitled Eilam HaNashamas, and that is indeed going to be the subject matter of this morning's paragraph, the Eilam HaNashamas. And it's continuing directly from what we had yesterday in the last few days about stage one and stage two. And the Ramchalas has been giving us further detail, been zooming in more and more and more to understand the differences and the dynamics of <clears throat> the Eilam HaAvoida and the Eilam HaSchar, the realm of creating our Eilam Haba and the realm of Unlocking that creation, enjoying it, that's stage two. And the Ramchal has established a, an idea over here that there needs to be a stage one, there needs to be a stage two, but more than that, there needs to be an environment for stage one and an environment for stage two. That I need to have a, a body, a vehicle, a, a, um, you know, a, a, a um, apparatus, a mobile apparatus for me to move around. Uh, my physicality in stage one, I have to have one of these apparatuses in stage two, but they're different. They're different apparatus, different environments, and you can't bring one into the other. They're non-transferable. And he explained to us quite beautifully, and we expanded upon that at length as to why that's the case, why you have to have a different body, different environment in stage one, that, as you, you in stage two, and all harks back to the Chet of Adam Rishon, and it all harks back to what happened as a result of the Chet of Adam Rishon and what our Avedo looks like now. So now, that brings us up to naturally Yud Aleph, which the Ramchal is now going to talk about the transition from stage one to stage two. We haven't talked about the transition yet. We talked about the need for stage one, the need for stage two. We talked about the need for different environments and different bodies. We talked about how this world and this existence that we have is going to have to be destroyed. Our bodies have to be destroyed. This world has to be destroyed to recreate an Olam HaChadash, a new world. Like the Navi says, we have to have a Guf Chadash, as the Ramchal told us, tells us, new body. And that's going to be that body that's capable of being a just a membrane, the barest of membranes and coatings to the neshama, which will allow the entirety of the man to have a relationship, a oneness, and 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 with Hashem. And 
you know, there's going to be 6,000 years of this world, destruction, 1,000 years of nothingness, then the year 7,000, we begin the next world. We get it off the ground. We start to get it off the ground. What's going on during that transitional time? This 1,000 years. And what's going on when the Guf and the Neshama split up before they reunite? And yes, reunite is not necessarily the best word because... The old goof doesn't come back. We have a new goof. It keeps saying it's not resuscitation, it's recreation. But it's a reunion of physicality and spirituality in that sense. So what's what's going on in the in-between stage? What's going on in that thousand years? What's going on when the goof and the neshama say, okay, goodbye for now. Lehisra'is, and we'll see you later. Lehisra'is. So that's your doubt. Let's see. V'amnam. Baruch atah adoinoi lehinu melchelam shakoni bedvari. V'yayshin nigzra amisa ala adam kumayishin kosavnu. Inasmuch that death has been decreed on man, as we explained, and death is decreed on man ever since the Adam Harishon ate from the Etadas Toivara. He brings Misen to himself, he brings Misen to the world. He legitimizes Ra. From that point on, okay, so that there's, that's it, there's no two ways about it. The body has to die. Comes out necessarily. That this compound substance, this fusion of body and soul, which is what man is, has to depart, has to split up. The physical and the spirituality are going to have to part ways for a little bit for us to get to the final destination. Then they will reunite physicality and spirituality in the Olam HaEmes. Even during the period of Pirud, even during the Pirud period, the time that there is a a, a departure, a, 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 a parting of ways, a splitting up. Protocol and propriety dictate that there should be suitable environments for each one in the meantime. The Gov has to go to the right place and the Nisham has to go to the right place. And the Ramchal is making an argument over here in Svaro. He's making arguments in logic and he's saying, again, this is all part of the building block theme of Derech Hashem. Layer upon layer, block upon block, and he's saying, now we've established, we have to have a Gufin Neshama together in this world, a Gufin Neshama together in the next world, but we have to split them up to destroy the Gufin and recreate the Guf. When you have, you know, these two substances, these two entities that have to be split up and go different ways, it can't be random, it can't be haphazard, it can't be, you know, less than the less dying, it's okay, figure out what you, you know, just figure something out in the meantime, you know? Um... Here's some old uh, Time magazines here on the table. Um, you know, here's, uh, here's um, a Chumash Shemais uh, over here, you know. That's a Hillam in the waiting room. Keep yourself busy with something. No, no, no. These things are done with the logic. Things are done with a Mahalach. There's got to be a, a suitable place for each of these two entities during this transitional time. Na'us Lamash and Nirzal appeared Ahu which is appropriate befitting for the purpose and the objective of that of that of that um, splitting up, of that severance. Now the Ramchal is hinting to something very big, which we're going to see in the next paragraph, that um, it's not just about dividing up the Neshama from the Gulf, splitting up one from the other, because we have to recreate the Gulf and reunite it. There is a need a need for each one on its own to 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 ha- to have uh, the separation 
and there's a purpose that each one on its own gains from the separation. Okay, so let me let me let me develop that idea a little bit. Till now we saw, till now we saw that um, really we're here for Vegas with Hashem, and really the whole point of creation and our existence is to make ourselves like Hashem and enjoy that relationship with Hashem and the world to come forever and ever and ever, which is an extremely long time. That's the purpose of creation. And we saw that really we would, should be able to just walk into Adam Habon. Adam Arishan could have just walked into Adam Habon, if not for the fact that, that he, he was chayte, committed this sin of the Eitz Hadas Tevirat. And since that point in time, we now need to have a, a, a destruction of the guf in order to get there. So for all intents and purposes, it could sound like that the whole the, the, the whole purpose of um, after 120, removing the neshama from the body, putting the body underground, letting it decompose, recreating the body, and bring the neshama back, it's all there only for the sole reason and the sole purpose of of uh, this guf is not capable of enjoying dveikas with Hashem because it's has a legitimized rat, so we have to give it a new goof. But otherwise, we wouldn't have to split them up. We're, we're seeing now, and we saw this a little bit yesterday also, there was one line that we dwelled on yesterday, but we saw this in that one line. We're seeing it hinted to again now, we're going to see explicitly, right around the corner, that's more than that. In order for the neshama to... Um, give over to the physicality, to the goof in the next world, what, what it needs to, what it's capable of, and, and what is um, intended for man's eternal reward, the neshama has to be removed as well. For the neshama to be able to accomplish what it needs to accomplish in terms of being a player and a partner in our eternal reward. And, and, and for the goof also, that goes without saying, for the goof to be able to be a player, it has to be separated, destroyed, and recreated. So it's not just about death being an, uh, a necessary element in order to recreate the goof, to bring the goof back again, but the neshama needs it as well. The neshama needs it as well, and the neshama has to gain something and, 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 and go through a process during this transitional period in order for the neshama to be able to work with that new goof. So the goof has to be banished and destroyed. For, the, for us to have a guf that can benefit from the neshama, the neshama is also being disengaged from the guf from the neshama to go through that de- development and that that uh, polishing in order for the neshama to do what it needs to do. And again, we, we already saw this yesterday that the neshama itself is 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 is, is um, kind of suppressed in this existence, and the neshama needs to to work things out. And we see that again over here. So let's keep going. So each of them needs to gain something during the transitional period, and therefore each of them needs to go to the, the, the proper place for them to go through that <clears throat> finishing stage, polishing stage, not really finishing stage as much as priming stage, to get ready for Olam Haba. Where's the guf need to go? What's the right place for the guf during this transitional period? The guf has to return to its Elements. Viti parad harkavasoi. And it has to be disengaged from the neshama. Viti pasitiros, it has to be destroyed, the guf. See, the Ramchal just said three things. We need to 
sever the connection of the physicality of the spiritual. I need to sever the connection, the bonds of the gufts and the neshama. We need to return it to where it came from, and we need to make sure that it gets destroyed. Three distinct ideas with the guf, with the body, after 120. We need to break it away from the neshama, send it back to where it came from, return to sender, and we need to destroy it. Three different ideas, and let, let, let's appreciate what those are and why we have to have three ideas. But let's see um, two more lines from the Ramchal. Since the body is from afar, from dust and dirt, a love yashuv, it has to return to dirt. You are dirt, and to dirt you shall return. Okay, what does the Ramchal want with this? What does he want with this? He's saying the body has to um, go back to its source, and it has to be broken away from the neshama, and it has to be destroyed. It's in three different points, and each one seems to be necessary. So in terms of the body needing to be destroyed, that we know already why it has to be destroyed, because this body, as we have it, since it's a body that has given a validation, a legitimization to Ra. It's a body that can no longer have a direct relationship with Hashem, a direct connection with Hashem, because that's a a latent contradiction to Hashem. That we know already why the body has to be destroyed. That which the body has to be severed from the Neshama, why do we have to yank the body away from the Neshama? So we already started seeing that a little bit yesterday, a little bit today, we'll see that at great length tomorrow. The body has to be severed from the Neshama to allow the Neshama to start to develop itself during the transitional period of a thousand years. If the neshama is still connected to the body, the neshama is weighed down, is anchored. It's like this. The neshama is going to, you know, this is what, right now our neshama is like this. It, 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 it's, it's anchored, tethered, weighted down to the bottom of the sea. And the, 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 the neshama is drowning at the bottom of the sea. The neshama can't develop itself the way it needs to develop itself to be able to raise us in the Olam HaEmes, in the world to come. So we need to sever that bond that goes to the Neshama in order to let the Neshama begin its process of getting ready to uh, do what it needs to do in the world to come. But then he says the third point, the Ramchal. third point he says is that you have to return the guf to where it came from. You have to return the body to where it came from. And the Ramchal explains, because there's some poetry over here, quotes a Pasuk, Ofer Atavel, Ofer Atatashuf. For you are dirt, and to dirt you go back. What does that mean? What's this third idea? It's clear that there's a third idea over here. The body goes back to where it came from. It goes back to dirt. And the Ramchal has to quote a Pasuk for us. You are dirt, and therefore you shall return to dirt. We already have enough ideas. We already have enough reasons to explain to us why it is that the body has to die, separate, be separated from the soul, and, and be destroyed. We know already why it has to be destroyed. So what's this additional point that Ramchal is saying? We return it to its source. We return it to where it came from. We, it's dirt and we return it to dirt. So there is a third point over here. And let's appreciate what the Ramchal is sharing with us. Avada, the body has to be destroyed. We know that already. But there's a lot of ways you can destroy a body. I mean, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's uh, disintegration. There's, there's um, uh, all kinds of n- not pleasant ways. A lot of unpleasant ways of destroying a body. Um... So if it was just about the body has to be destroyed for us to get a new body in the world to come, which is capable of dveikos, destroy the body however you want. Lots of ways to destroy the body. It's specifically through this process of burial, returning the body to the ground, to the dirt, 
And as the Ramchal explains, because we're returning it to its source, what's this idea of, of specifically returning it to the dirt? The idea is, it is bringing us one step closer to <clears throat> rectifying the chait of Adav HaRishon, tikkun hachait, to rectifying and fixing up what went wrong. And it also goes hand in hand with the other, with the idea that we mentioned the other day of closure. Of closure. Finishing the, the cycle of this world, this limited world of, of 6,000 years. And they really, these are really two different sides of the same coin. We talked about the minor Tchias HaMesim. Remember we talked about that the other day, the minor Tchias HaMesim, which is going to come by Mashiach. Not the major Tchias HaMesim that the Ramchal talks about, but the minor Tchias HaMesim. And the idea of the minor Tchias HaMesim, again, is coming full circle, finishing off the cycle, bring this world to its close. <clears throat> Everything that was begun in this world has to be wrapped up before we move on to the next world. And the, the biggest item that has to be wrapped up in this world is finishing off the tikkun of the chait of Adam and putting the final nail in the coffin, both figuratively and literally. Why is it that, you know, we have this practice called burial? And when someone dies after 120, you take the body... You lower it into the ground and you bury it in the ground. And why is it that in Yiddishkeit we put such a, you know, a, 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 attach such significance to this, put such importance, and you know, we'll, we'll call family members, we'll, we'll do whatever we can to convince them to go to the tr- classic traditional Jewish burial, as opposed to Rachman Islam, things like cremation. We take that very seriously. There's a few things that we, you know, we get really riled up about. This is one of them. Well, why is that so important? The answer is, this is, the biggest, you know, one of the biggest favors you can do to a person after his patira is allowing him to come full circle, allowing him to finish this process of getting himself and mankind one step closer to rectifying what Adam Rishon did wrong. Offer atavel, offer atav tashu. You are dirt, and to dirt you shall return. That doesn't sound very complimentary. But, Oh, that doesn't sound very nice. Who said that to whom? You know, we have those tests, like in fifth grade, Mi Omar Lami. Who said that line to whom? For you are dirt, and to dirt you shall return. Hashem said this to Adam, right? It's in Parshas Barashas. Hashem says to Adam, that line, Mi Omar Lami, that's Hashem to Adam. You are dirt, and to dirt you shall return. That doesn't sound very complimentary, right? It's not nice. It doesn't sound very like a nice thing. Why are you dirt, and why are you telling you to, you're dirt, you're just a, you know, shtick erd, and you're going to return to the dirt. It doesn't sound nice. doesn't sound very empowering. doesn't sound like something that gives us a lot of self-confidence. You're a clot of dirt. So you go back to the dirt. No, the Rebbe is not dissing on them. They're not trying to make him feel bad. He's saying the following. It's an observation. It's an observation of the consequence of the hate of Adam Rishon. And Hashem is telling Adam, look, you had one existence and you had, you had the opportunity to have a different existence, and instead you chose a third existence. You had the existence of pre chait and Gan Eden, which we said, he had a body, he had a soul, he had a body that was not tempted by evil, he had a body that was ready 
to become nothing more than the barest of skins of membranes to the neshama. That was the fingernail existence. Fingernails, that was his guf, and everything else was neshama. And he had the ability to move forward and to say, I only want my body to be there to be subservient to the soul. I only want my physicality to be there to, just to be a housing, a container, a vehicle for my spirituality. He had the ability to do that. And instead he made a decision to do what? To reinforce the body, to reinforce the physicality, and to legitimize the pull of the physicality and the corporeality of himself away from God. He made a decision to reinforce that, as we keep saying, to give a kim tara. He reinforced it, he gave it a legitimate, validated existence. And in doing so, he made a decision that what? That he, on a basic level, has an existence of afar. He decided that he's afar. Hafladik. Adam Rishon decided that he's afar. He made himself afar. He made himself dirt. He made, what's dirt? Physicality. It's this world. It's down here. It's everything that's, that, that sinks, that falls away from Hashem. Before he sins, he's not afar. He has physicality. He has a physicality that is, is just ready and waiting to, to transcend, to rise up within Hashem. He doesn't have physicality that's afar. It's physicality that's above the offer, that rises above the offer, doesn't sink. He chooses, as we explained last week, he made his, makes a decision that if he sinks, he'll be able to soar. If he falls, he'll be able to fly, if he does that first. So he makes himself offer, by eating from the Eitadas Tevera, he makes a decision to reinforce the physicality, he reinforces the Gashmias, he says, the, the, the physical part of me, I, is going to be much more than, than, than a skin, much more than a coating, much more than a membrane. It's going to be an honest-to-goodness significant part of who I am. It's going to have a, 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 a self-contained, independent, legitimized existence. And in doing so, he makes himself offer, Rabbi Sai. He makes himself offer. Problem is, offer can't go into Olam Haba. Afar cannot have a bond with the Rebbeinu Shalalim. Afar can't have contents with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, can't have Dveikus. Because Afar is something that thinks. Afar is something that's the very opposite of Hashem. Hashem is all about transcendence, all about light, all about spirituality, and Afar is the very opposite. In order for us to bring that Chet full circle and complete the cycle, we have to take that Afar that Adam made himself into through his decision, he made himself offer, and we have to return it to the offer where 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 it came from. We have to undo that decision. We have to we have to reverse that decision, and thereby we are coming full circle, which is the same thing as as that nail of the coffin, which is the same thing as that sequence of the chayd of Adam Arisha. And that's exactly what the Rebbeinu was saying. Offer atavel, offer atatashu. Your dirt, and therefore you have to return to the dirt. It's a consequence, an observation of the consequences of Adam's own actions. The only way that we can now be ready to move on, it's not HaKosh Baruch Hu insulting him, criticizing him, dissing him at all. It's saying a statement of reality now. A statement of reality. The reality of the matter is that for you to go further in, in, in your mission, in life, in eternity, we have to take the offer that you yourself are now, through your own decision, and we have to give that back to the offer. And then we can move on. Well, then we can move on. And this is why the Ramchal says this third idea and what the point of death is. Death is, A, to sever the guf and the neshama, the neshama can start doing what it needs to do. B, 
to allow us to have a new guf that can that can receive from the neshama without anything in the way, without a legitimized ra, and see we have to take the guf which is offered through Adam's own decision, through Adam's own actions, through Adam's own making. It's a shtick erd. It's a piece of dirt, a clot of dirt, and we have to give that back to the offer. To make the statement of reversing Adam's decision and 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 finishing off that move that Adam made of making himself offer, which takes him away from Hashem, we have to the offer goes back to the offer and Adam returns to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a beautiful, profound idea over here. And again, a new, a new, a new uh, approach to a Pasuk Ebrashis. Offer Atav, Offer Atav Tashuv. Hashem is saying to Adam, what, what happens now is a consequence of Adam's actions. You made yourself offer. You made yourself something of being, that is a, a physical draw, physical pull away from Hashem, a legitimized physicality. Now, if you made yourself offer, you have to go back to offer. Offer has to go back to offer before we can move on. And now we move on. What about the neshama? What does the neshama do in the meantime? The neshama that is, has, has, has worked on itself, perfected itself, and is ready to get ready for Oilam Haba. The neshama has to patiently bide its time and wait for the gulf to, 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 to decompose, to, to get destroyed, and wait for the new gulf. It has to wait for the gulf to break down and get destroyed. And staying in the dirt again. Staying in the dirt, so until we have finished returning it to the dirt. Again, we see that duality, that second idea of, of coming full circle over here. And then the neshama, after that, patiently waits for the new gulf, the new body, for the neshama to return to and to inhabit. So, so far it sounds like the neshama is just patiently waiting in the waiting room. It has a tehillim over there. We give the neshama tehillim. Give it a partial set of Mishnah Brura. We give it a chumash shemais, even though we're in the wrong chumash. You know, all this from that you usually find in the in the, the yeshivish waiting rooms, you know, where they have a from doctor or an Eretz You know, you go to the hospitals, the, the clinics, the mucheretz. So they always have a certain, like a like a random collection of svarim, things that people forgot over the years. So there's always going to be a tehillim there. There's always going to be a partial set of Mishnah Brura over there. Going to be missing the chalik that you're currently learning. There's always going to be a few chumash, but they're never going to have the current chumash they're up to. But you have things to keep you busy with. So it sounds like okay, the neshama is just keeping itself busy with the sefer tehillim in the waiting room. That's what it sounds like. But as the Ramchal notes, more than that, the neshama has to have a place and environment in the meantime, as it's waiting for those thousand years. That's why we have a region, a realm that's called the oylem hanishamis, the world of the soul, the soul world. The Oilam Hanishamas. This is something new now. So there's this world, there's the next world, Oilam Hazen, Oilam Haba, and there's something in between where the Neshama hangs out called the Oilam Hanishamas. The spirit world. The soul world. The soul world. Not the sea world. Not sea world, Arthur, the soul world. Let's see. What's going on in the Oilam Hanishamas? What's going on over there? Shabaiti Kanasna Hanishamas Hazoichis Achrit Seisena Meaguf. That's what the neshamas, all the neshamas head over there after they've left the body. They dwell there in peace, at rest. While the guf is experiencing what the guf needs to experience. Kolzman, 
Tishkoina Hanashamas Hain Bemailo Uvitainu. During the Oilam Hanashamas, the Nashamas are experiencing and enjoying themselves. There is a certain pleasure, a certain enjoyment, a certain gishmak. What? Party. Party, that's right. It's nice fun for them over there. What's this gishmak? What's this party? What is this that they're enjoying? It's a taste of the of the enjoyment that the, a person gets in the world to come. It's a taste of it, like a little, like a like a like a schmeck, a taste of it. In other words, the neshama, the neshama is experiencing the pleasure that experiences in Eilam Hashamas is that of something that approaches the enjoyments of the world to come. What, what is it? How do you quantify that? What does that mean? So we'll get there. We'll speak that in a moment. Um, Certainly, the enjoyment that Nesham enjoys, this party in the Oilam Hanashamas, the soul world, is also going to be set and determined by the the uh, work that a person put in this lifetime. All Nashamas are different. Every Nashama reaches a different level. And, and the level that I reached in this lifetime is going to determine the level of enjoyment in the Oilam Hanashamas. That will determine and measure the reward that the Nisham is going to get um, during the Oilam Hanashamas. But the real perfection, real shlameless, real enjoyment, which we're destined for, the real enjoyment, the real Gishmak is only when the Nisham and the Guf get back together in the world to come. Okay, so there is two points that we have to dwell on, and maybe we'll wait for next time we get together to, to take them further. Yeah, but for how long is this party? Oh, okay, very good. Okay, one second, one second. That's the third idea, third question. But let me speak on two points that we're going to have to pick up on and follow up on. One is, what does it mean that in the Olam HaNashamas you only get a taste of that pleasure? Why do you get a taste of it even? You're not in Olam HaBa yet. You're just in the soul world. Why do you get a taste of it? And why, if you get if you get something, why do you only get a taste of it? And why do you need to wait for Eilam Habba to get the full thing? So, maybe three questions the way we're asking it. How can you get only, how can you break up, you know, the Eilam um, Habba into pieces, into quanta? How do you get just a taste of it? Why are you only getting just a taste? And why is it that you have to wait till Eilam Habba to get the whole thing? So why does Anishama get a taste? Suddenly, why does it get a taste of it in Eilam Habba? How do you define a taste? And why do you have to wait for Eilam Habba for the full thing? And then how long does Eilam HaNashamas last? So the first three questions that I ask, that we'll deal with tomorrow as we go weiter to Yud Beis, because when we see Yud Beis, we will understand the answer to these questions a little better. The answer to Ramayish's question, how long does it last? So that's a good question. How long is the Neshama in the, in, in the land of Neshamas? The Eilam HaNashamas. How long is it there for? Um, a thousand years plus whenever a person is nifter in this world. So when a person is nifter over here, the soul goes now to the Olam HaNashamas. Right now. Yeah. It's hanging out in the Olam HaNashamas. And um, then there's a thousand years that there's only an Olam HaNashamas after the year 6,000 over here. And the year 7,000, we begin to recreate things down here and we get ready to send the Neshama back down. So the answer to your question is, how long is the Neshama in the Olam HaNashamas? A long time. At least a thousand years. Plus, other time. Yeah, big party. Big party. <laughs> you like a thousand years? Because time is relative. Time is years, relative, yeah. A thousand years can mean five seconds. And not going to be boring. In a, in a different no one's going to get bored. 
No one's going to get bored, yeah. Okay, as far as tomorrow goes, Rabbi said, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, is a secular legal holiday tomorrow morning. There's probably going to be, I think there's going to be, we're going to have a, like a breakfast and learn, right? And there's only one shachras here tomorrow morning. There's also a shachras by the Shane, 